two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and today we are chatting about fairness in women's sports. But really, fairness for women no matter what. I know you've seen a lot of what's going on in the news lately, and we thought this was something we needed to to tackle because... Sadly, after endless battles for women's rights, the war has not yet been won. We continue to fight for this, but for our actual identities. I mean, that's crazy. It's we're fighting for our rights, but now we're fighting for our identities because men are being celebrated right now for really openly mocking us, assuming our identities. And I think one of the worst ones is setting records in women's sports. So I have one woman today who has bravely stepped out. You may not have heard her story, and and I want you to hear her story. We have Taylor Silverman with us. She's a skateboarder, actually grew up in Michigan, from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We were just chatting about how challenging it is to be a woman as it is in sports, but she has an interesting story, so I want to bring her in. Taylor, thank you so much for being on with me today. Thank you for having me, Tudor. I'm really excited to be here. I know that you're also in Michigan. And I, I know I told you this before we started recording, but um, it, it's not often I'm too intimidated because I look up to someone that I'm scared to go introduce myself. But I saw you at CPAC last year and I, I couldn't even get myself to go say hi. And I was like kicking myself about it. So I was really excited when you guys reached out and that I get the opportunity to speak with you now. Well, I am honestly so excited about what you're doing because as I said before, and thank you for saying that. That's sweet. It makes me feel silent that maybe I'm intimidating to people. So don't feel that way. Come and talk to me. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I just was (laughs) like, I don't want to bother her. Like she won't know who I am. 
Don't ever feel like that, please. Seriously, I'm, I am so impressed with what you're doing. And as I said, I'm a mom of four girls. That's why I'm so passionate about this. And it was just interesting because as we were talking about this, we were talking about men stepping up and supporting this and how there's so much pushback on anybody that says women have a place. But before we get into the details, explain what happened to you so that our audience can hear that. And then we're going to go into some of the the aftermath and what we're going to do going forward to protect women. Yeah. So I've been skateboarding now for almost 12 years. I've competed for several of those years. And oftentimes this means like traveling to a different state to do so. And this has actually happened three different times and it was three different male athletes. So each time a different person But um, most recently, in December of 2021, I qualified for a Red Bull uh, finals, Red Bull Cornerstone. And I qualified out here in Michigan, but then I traveled to Lincoln, Nebraska. And the day of the finals of this contest was made aware that a male athlete had also been traveling state to state and collecting $500 at each stop in these qualifiers. And... um, I didn't know how to handle it at the time. I didn't know what to do, what to say. It was a really uncomfortable position to be in. But um, this athlete went on to place first and took home in total $5,000 that was made to be for the female athletes. They not only took first place, they took best trick. And then they placed first in a couple of qualifiers as well. So I reached out to Red Bull privately because you know, I wanted to be as professional as I could about this to express my concerns. And this was an email of which we'd corresponded before. I didn't just like email Red Bull customer service, but they completely ignored me. They did not respond. They just didn't let me express my concerns at all. So um, after sitting with that for a while and getting kind of frustrated with what had happened, I decided to share my story online because I had seen women like Riley Gaines and Selena Soul who had spoken out about experiencing this in their sports. And I realized that I really needed to speak up for myself. And I felt like a moral obligation to do it because I want to be a parent. And I couldn't imagine what it would be like to have a daughter go through this one day knowing that I didn't say anything. So it made me feel guilty. And, you know, women's skateboarding has come a long way. And it it's very upsetting to see us take these steps backwards. Oh, I know. And that's what we were talking about. It's so bizarre to me because we've worked really hard to even have women's sports. And I was talking to you earlier about, I I have friends in the Czech Republic and their daughter is not able to play soccer because they just said, oh, we wouldn't let girls play soccer simply because they don't think that women should play soccer. So think about how far we've come in the United States that we have women's sports, that we have a protected place for women to play. But now you're seeing more and more men step into that space which seems crazy that we have to argue that this is not okay. And then when people like you step up, or when people like Riley Gaines step up, people, other folks come out and say, well, this is, this is bigotry. This is discrimination. And it's interesting to me because when we were running the the race for governor, I, I didn't know you back then. And so when we were running, we had an event for women's sports and we had so many high school girls come out and they were just standing behind me and supporting the fact that they just, they just want to play against equal competitors. They just want fairness in sports. And the reporters actually said to me, can you name one instance of this in Michigan? Why would you fight for this? And honestly, I said, we don't have to. 
actually have an instance in Michigan because we're the United States of America and we're seeing this across the United States. And I've got girls behind me here that want to make sure that they're going to be competing against girls. Yeah. And it's a lot better to prevent it from happening than try to deal with it after it's happened. Like looking back, right, right. I, I wish I would have had the courage to speak up right when I realized what was happening. But as an athlete, it's it's very difficult to know what to do. It's scary to have to advocate for yourself in that position and worry what the backlash could be, especially when you're you've already traveled across the country just to be there. But um, yeah, I, the reason I speak up is because I don't want more people to have to go through this. I think it's better to make it so that this doesn't have to happen to any other girls. You know what I find really frustrating about this is that we see men like LeBron James standing up and speaking out on behalf of the Chinese communist country, but he does not come out and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, women should be able to compete fairly in sports. Why do we not see more men stepping up and saying, come on, this is ridiculous. I mean, for example, at the P- the PGA Tour, the women's tour in Australia, a man won. And let's just be honest, this is a man, an intact male won the PGA Women's Open in Australia. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that men can hit a ball, a, a golf ball, te- much farther than women to the point so much farther than women. They can outdrive a woman by so much that women actually have a tee that is closer to the hole than men do. So how could it possibly be fair to say a man is going to play from the woman's tee in golf and women are actually then going to beat him? It's not fair. And the biological differences between male and female are very clear in obvious ways and in some subtle ways, too. But this impacts performance in sports, and it's disappointing to see. Well, we do see a lot of athletes speaking up now, and that is actually gaining momentum. Like uh, one athlete who I I love, and I was so just blown away to see her video speaking up about this was Bethany Hamilton, because yes. I've I've looked up to her since I was young. So it I was thinking, oh my gosh, I first off I'm so happy that there's another athlete in board sports who's speaking up. And second off, it's Bethany Hamilton. She's a legend and she has a huge platform. But I think everyone should be speaking up about this. But I think some men think, well, this isn't my fight. I don't have any, you know, skin in the game. But everyone does. We all know women who play and love sports. And that should look be protected. I think that for men who are listening right now, you're hearing from a woman who had this happen to her. She is asking for you to step forward too. I think we're all asking as a mom, I'm asking as a woman, I'm asking, we need people to vocally come out and say, this is just common sense and it is not discriminatory and it is not trying to take something away from someone. The only people that are losing in this situation are women who have spent their entire lives training. You talked about the women who you saw over the years that would come to the skate park and get discouraged and leave because it is challenging. It is a very male dominated sport and it took a lot for you to get where you are. And then to have somebody decide to say, I'm going to compete as a woman, but, but I am a male. I mean, (laughs) how did we even get here? Yeah. Like in, in sports like skateboarding and other sports that are typically male dominated, more independently organized, it is difficult as a woman because 
you're going into a space where there's not a lot of other women. You're going to get there are many times throughout, you know, being a teenager at skate parks out in Michigan. I got dirty looks. I got giggled at because I was a beginner. And the reason I kept doing it is because I genuinely loved it. But like I told you before we started today, I would see women who would come to the park who were beginners, women and girls, and I'd be really excited. This is great. You know, more women joining. And then within a few weeks or a couple of months, you don't see them anymore because they get discouraged and because they're not being supported. And it's really important to me to support other women who are starting out because it is scary to be a beginner in anything, especially something like skateboarding. Like nobody looks cool when they first start skateboarding, but a lot of skateboarders know that they've all been through that. They can relate to it and that's why they support people. But um, yeah, we've come a long way. Like when I first started skating, I would go to contests and there wouldn't be a women's division. So it was awesome to see women's divisions being formed, that women were getting opportunities we didn't have before. I could travel to an event and meet other women who loved what I do, just or loved skateboarding the same way that I do. And we could actually be celebrated for that and even make money doing it, even have jobs doing it. Something that, you know, the generation before us didn't have the same way. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's go into a little bit of the backlash when you do speak out, because right now there is a big movement to say that there is a 
an ability for a trans woman to do anything and, and actually not just do anything, but they are taking over women's spaces. And so they're, you know, being brand ambassadors, they're being listed as brand ambassadors. They're in commercials. They are now in taking over brands that are solely for women. I mean, when you see tampons being advertised by a man, it just, how can this have happened? But if you say anything about that, really the backlash is pretty severe and you're told you're called a transphobe and you're listed as a, a bigot, but you had a very interesting experience as a Jewish woman. You had such extreme backlash. They actually came after your faith as well. Didn't they? Oh yeah. And um, I'm not a particularly religious person, but Judaism's an ethno religion. So like I'm the first generation of my family to be raised more secular, but um yeah, I was actually in Israel on a trip when I spoke up. And the first thing that people went after was um, me being in Israel, being a Jew. I got called horribly anti-Semitic things. And it was shocking because this is a group of people who pride themselves on being inclusive and anti-racist. Right. So I was that I actually didn't expect that at all. I mean, I knew it was possible because I had just even from being on social media in the first place for the past few years, I had started to receive more anti-Semitic messages from people I didn't know accusing me of horrible things. I didn't even know like how I was connected to it all, but um, it was crazy. But I actually think that it blew up the story more because people were thinking, right. Why is it's this funny happening? how that works. Yeah. It, um, it did the opposite effect of what they wanted. But um, aside from the anti-Semitic comments and that kind of stuff, it was just your typical, you're a transphobe, you're a bigot, you're an extremist. And I thought that the things that I was saying were actually very reasonable. I actually included the email that I sent to Red Bull where I explained how I felt about it. And I included um, like all the details of the story, including how much money was involved. And there were people who... Um, like, luckily, all my, my family and friends were all behind me the whole time. But there were people who I'd skated with or even, like, grabbed a beer with after a skate session who just completely started bashing me. And I I was thinking, these people, they've talked to me. They know me. They, they know that I'm not a hateful person, that I'm actually speaking up about something I've been personally impacted by. That, and, and I think that's the frustrating thing about this is that it's you're coming from a place of knowledge. This happened to you. It's not something that you're speaking about. I mean, I understand how some people say, oh, you, to me, you're a mom. Th that doesn't make you qualified. And they can somehow say by that by that means alone, I don't get to speak about women, regardless of the fact that I am a woman. Uh, but but you've lived this. I mean, it's the same situation with Riley Gaines. Riley just last week was attacked by people at San Francisco State. They punched her. She was punched. She was punched in the face. She was, I, I think, punched in the shoulder and the face. And then the police escorted her and she was being protected at the time. But the police escorted her to a room where she was essentially held for ransom for three hours. And they were saying, well, she should pay us to get out of here. No one has been held accountable for this on campus. They apologized to students, said they would help them get through the emotional trauma of this. They treated Riley like she was the bad person. And she is out there saying, why should women have to be in the locker room with intact biological males staring at them undressed? But, but on top of that, 
why should we have to compete? But but I think just just the fact that she talks about how uncomfortable she was in the locker room should be enough. But instead, she's the one held hostage. And even the university just washes their hands of it. Yeah, I saw the emails that school officials sent out to students saying um, they were proud of the students for peacefully protesting. But you can see by the footage, it was not peaceful at all. And you don't punch someone if you're being peaceful. And I'm all for people actually peacefully protesting. And I think Riley would have been more than happy to have a civilized discussion or answer questions from protesters. But she wasn't given that opportunity. Instead, she had to barricade in a room for her own safety. And to be in there for three hours, that's insane. How is something not done sooner? Why wasn't she taken out safely sooner? That is a, a way too long of a time to be sitting around while people are screaming right. for you to pay them money to be let out. So what is your take on retired athletes like Megan Rapino coming out and saying, yeah, I'm all for this. I'm not I'm not playing soccer anymore. I'm all for this. Go for it. Have men playing. It's it's disappointing, especially because she benefited a lot from women's sports and having this division. And it seems to me that she's pulling up the ladder behind her so that the next generation of girls won't have the same privileges and things that she was afforded. But um, I think it, Riley recently tweeted, it might have been today, that uh, one, she's retired. She doesn't actually have to go through this. And two, she's not attracted to men. So there's a slim chance that she'll have a daughter who has to go through this one day. And I think that she is attempting to virtue signal to a woke audience for, you know, applause. But not really thinking about how this impacts the next the next generation of girls and the future generation as well, who many of whom have gone through. Well, this. And maybe maybe you're right. I mean, she has an incredible record. She is considered one of the best soccer players in the world. Maybe this is a way to say this is my record and anybody who breaks it is not actually a biological female. I, I mean, maybe this is a way of holding women back, which would be twisted. But but really to come out and, and support women playing with men is is twisted in and of itself because we've already seen i think it was just a few weeks ago that a woman was um catastrophically injured on the soccer field because they had a biological male playing on the soccer field with women i mean there really is it's not just that we're talking about fairness there's really dangers in a lot of these games of having a male on the field if you're talking about a contact sport like that it, it is really truly dangerous and i cannot believe that someone who did this for a living who became famous for this who ended up with a a nice, a wonderful lifestyle and, and probably set for life out of playing soccer would then come out and say, yeah, I'm done, but I want the rest of the girls to have to deal with a man on the field. That seems unreasonable. Yeah, and you're completely right that this presents a safety issue. And we've seen actual cases of women being injured in contact and combat sports, especially this is dangerous for women like um, the MMA fighter Fallon Fox actually started a right. fighting career and at first didn't disclose that they were male. Fought a couple of women before even coming out and saying that and said that it was a medical issue that people didn't know about. And women got injured. Women had skulls broken. And then there was the volleyball case. I think it was a high school volleyball team where a girl was um, hit in the face by a spiked ball and had head and neck injuries. And right. We're only gonna we're only gonna see right. more of this. There was actually a uh, like a a trans hockey game where male and female played together, and you probably guess it didn't go that well. 
a woman was taken out on a stretcher. Well, that's the question. At what point do we have to have a catastrophic lifelong injury for people to say, oh, well, maybe this is not right? And and it's interesting because when we have had folks come forward and say, look, I'm not saying anything about what their life choices, but I want to stick up for the people who have spent their, the women who have spent their lives training for this and want this. And, and in our, I mean, in, in, in many cases, you're talking about really robbing women of scholarships, robbing them of prize money. It, this, like we said with Megan Rapino, this is a career for her. Th- these are careers that are being stolen from women. How can we say this? I mean, you've had women for years. Think about this in banking, in, in, the legal world in, in really in the professional world in general, for years, women have said men have been pushed to the top over women. We've had to break the glass ceiling. We've been turned, we've been passed over for promotions. And this is all because of sexism and we're being robbed of our careers. We're not able to do something. We now have the first female vice president in the history of the United States of America. And to a lot of people, they said, this is incredible. This is this is really breaking the glass ceiling. But what has she done? She has supported the president in signing this new Title IX that takes away from women and puts into the hands of transgender people who will then keep women from achieving and keep women from their lifelong career aspirations. How can this be? I mean, what do you think about when you see a woman who has clearly been promoted to this position saying, well, I'm not going to let other women achieve in their careers. It's incredibly disappointing. And I think there are parallels to draw between the vice president and the female athletes who are actually speaking out in support of males being included in women's sports. But um, one thing I, I do want people to know is I've received a lot more support than I have backlash. And I know Riley has too. And that's because that is the general opinion of most Americans. Most people are just scared to say it out loud. But oh, that's so yeah, interesting. And I think that it's important to speak up because when we don't, it allows those who oppose fairness in women's sports to paint this illusion that they're the majority when they're not. So you were saying that one of the big skate companies said they don't get involved in politics. And it's funny because as we're talking about this, it's making me think about this bill that is backed by Riley in the, that's up for a House vote right now to protect women's sports. And, and we're hearing that Democrats will vote against it. They're already saying they're going to vote against it. So it has become political. But it really is what you just said is so key because most people are supportive. They're silently supportive of you. They're coming to you and say, saying, we support you. You've got this. But even Democrats, I know there have got to be elected female Democrats who are saying this is wrong, but they will vote for it because they cannot go against their party. What does that say about Democrat women right now who claim to be feminists, who claim to be out there for women, who claim to be there for the marginalized people, and yet they are forcing something that will continue to hold women back? It says that they're liars, like they're working towards a political agenda and not actually the right thing. And it's really disappointing because the way I see this issue is it's nonpartisan because I have talked to people with all different political views on a variety of different topics who all say, yeah, I understand and agree with you on this one. Common sense. But you will not find one single Democratic politician or someone in politics involved in any way who will speak up about this and who will condemn it. 
when I, I'm not, I don't believe that they all actually agree with it. I think you're right that there's got to be women who are thinking, well, this is a no brainer, but I'm going to go along with, you know, what's like being pushed by the Democratic Party. But um, it's really conservatives who have been stepping forth and fighting to get legal protections for women here and protect legal protections that already exist, like Title IX, which women fought for 50 years ago. And it's now being hijacked into something it was never meant to be. And it's going to be used in a way that actually prevents it from being used for what it was originally intended for, which is protection of female athletes. Well, and I have to tell you, if you think about this, you're not hearing a lot about female athletes that are achieving in college swimming, in skateboarding. I mean, it's not national news when someone beats a record, when someone gets a title. It's not something that the world stops for. But my goodness, everybody knows the name Leah Thomas. Yeah. How can it be that we will not lift up female athletes, that the news ignores female athletes. But when a man comes in and takes all the titles, they're put on the t on the front of magazines. Isn't this just promoting this even more so for men to come into women's sports? Because it's not just that you are competing and you're winning medals. Now you're suddenly the most important person in the country. You're suddenly a, a breaking barriers. You're out there and you're being celebrated as something new and different. And, and in a sport where generally people never hear the names of the winners, you end up on the front of a magazine. What does that say to little kids? I think that it discourages girls from even trying. I have had so many parents reach out to me and tell me that they have teenage daughters who no longer even want to go try out for a team because they don't want to have to face this or they, they know that this is happening at their school. And I think if girls feel like they are not going to be able to succeed no matter how hard they work, that is going to be detrimental for the future of society. Like in sports, you get a lot more out of it than just being active and competing. You learn life skills. Like you learn how to work on a team. You learn how to take a win the right way, how to take a loss the right way. You learn perseverance and, you know, how to get up after a bad fall. But if girls don't have that space to do that, what is that going to mean for women of our future? I don't want to find right. out. Right. Exactly. Well, you are someone who is in the unique position to tell the story. Honestly, I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the program today and talk about it. It is such a hard thing to talk about because when you come out and speak against this or really for women, I don't even want to say against it. I just want to say when you come out and speak for women like this, for some reason right now, there's so many people that say that's not acceptable. You stand up. You continue to do this every day. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you do it. And after Riley had this happen, I texted her and I said, look, you have so many moms out here, moms of girls, women out here that are saying, thank you for being the voice that we can't be. And you are in the same situation. So Taylor Silverman, thank you thank for you. what you do every day. Yeah, I, I appreciate and thank you, you for joining that. me. But um, I also, I think people should know that all of the hate that I've received has been online. In person, people are thanking me. I've never had that someone is... come up to me in person and say anything other than, well, I really appreciate what you do. I, I have a daughter or I was a college athlete or whatever it may be. And um, 
I, I want people to know that that's how most Americans feel. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are just hired online to go and put those things out there. They're not real people. And I, I mean, I know there's the bots conversation, but there are truly people that are just at, hired as activists to go onto accounts like yours and spread hate and send terrible messages. And I think that's what's so important for people to understand this is not real. It's not real life. There are girls being bullied online and that's not real. Ignore that. I even, my own mother will say to me, I read these comments and they're horrible. I'm like, mom, this is not real life. And I'm so glad that you said that, that you get it online, but in person it's different because it's something that every young woman needs to know. What you see online, do not take that to heart. What you see in person, your interactions with real people, that's what matters. And generally, people love people. And that's what we should continue to focus yep. on. And there are absolutely extremists who will go to horrible lengths, like what happened with Riley in San Francisco. But that's not your average person. And I've gotten a lot more support and a lot of opportunities for speaking up. And I'm going to continue to do so because I don't want young girls to not have the opportunities I had as a child, but didn't get to experience as an adult. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, Taylor Silverman, we support you. Thank you for being on Thank today. Thank you for having me, Tudor. I support you too. I was really happy when I saw the email. <laughs> thank you. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. For this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there and make sure you join us on the next Tudor Dixon Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.